that you can be part of our midweek service prayer meeting tonight and I uh, hope that you've had a, a good start to the week. We've had a, a great start to the week here on, on our property and uh, uh, Andrew was able to lead one of our high school students to the Lord today. So praise the Lord. Whoa, where's the excitement there, church? So praise the Lord for that. And uh, it was a, it, it tested Andrew's endurance. It took three hours to explain and go through. And um, he was sketching and drawing. And so if you want a, a, a signature piece from Andrew, you can get him to sign that. And it'll lead someone to the Lord as well. So, but uh, good to be here tonight. Uh, Colossians chapter 1. Hope that you're looking forward to what the Lord's going to do as we lead into a leadership conference here in a little while. And um, just was thinking about the number of guests coming from different churches that are going to be converging here on our property. And just the need for us to pray for them as, uh, as they come in, just for safety. But then also that the Lord will use the time to encourage them and help them. And obviously for us as, um, as, as our church, that we would just seek the Lord that way. And um, we're going to turn here, Colossians chapter 1, read a couple of verses, verse 9. And we'll talk a little bit about prayer tonight and in regard to this. You know, sometimes, um, sometimes we, we have the intent to pray for one another, and yet sometimes we don't, we don't know quite enough about each other to know how to pray specifically. And this was a situation really that the Apostle Paul found himself in as he wrote this letter to the church in Colossae, which really was a, a few, it was really an area and there was a few churches that he said, um, read this letter to them also. And note there in, in chapter 1, verse 9, he says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. So he begins by saying he's, he hasn't ceased to pray for them. And that's a good thing, isn't it? It's always, always a comfort to know that others are praying for us. And yet what we find here is, if you look at chapter 2, verse 1, he says, For I would that you knew what a great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea. And notice this, for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. So actually, as far as the Apostle Paul was concerned, there was a number of them whom he, he was writing this letter to that he hadn't actually met. He hadn't actually seen and met face to face. And so these were, these were brethren who he was praying for, but had no specific knowledge about. And that's what we're going to find in the next couple of weeks. And Lord willing, you uh, have already started to pray. And perhaps some, some churches come to mind, perhaps even some of those, your friends have come to mind who are coming along and going to be part of our time here together at Leadership Conference. But what I'd like to do is, on the, especially on the 24th, is as registrations come in, is just give you a list of names to pray over. And you're going to read names, maybe some that you won't be able to pronounce, some names that you're going to wonder what church they're from and what church this is that they're, they're registering under. 
But what, what we know is if they're going to come along, then what we want to ask the Lord for is that he would just use the time to be a blessing to them. But here's a particular thing I think we can pray for. And obviously this is a list here this evening, but we won't, we won't extensively look at every, every part of this list where Paul was praying for those that he didn't know. So this was really a general prayer. And, and perhaps you're in the habit of praying through a list of names. Maybe you're not. I think it's a good habit to get into. I think it's a good thing that as a church we would uh, just be mindful of those that, that we have here as a, as, a, as a church family and we would begin to pray. And sometimes the excuse is, well, I don't know what to pray. I don't know who they are. This is a good list to pray for them. And, and to begin with, in, in saying this to them, he says, I don't cease to pray for you. He begins with this thought here, do not cease to pr pray for you and to desire that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. And I think a good place to start, if you don't know what to pray, a good general prayer is just to pray that they would have the knowledge of God's will. You know, all of us here today, we, we ought to pray for ourselves what God's plan is and what God's will is for our lives. I think, I think many times we, uh, unfortunately, we go day in, day out without ever asking, what is God's plan for our life? What is His will for our life? And often, often we miss out on Him communicating that to us, revealing that to us, simply because we don't ask. We just go through day in, day out, and we just sometimes even do this, assume what is God's will for us. And we're going to see here that it's important that even as Apostle Paul's desire for these people whom he didn't know by face, that he begins with just praying this, that they would be filled with the knowledge of his will. So again, we see that in verse 9. And I think just to begin with, you know, I think we, sometimes we have the wrong idea about the will of God. I think sometimes when we want to nail down and define what that is, we don't quite know. And if we're, we're honest this evening, sometimes we think that God's will is some sort of cosmic plan out there that somehow spookily reveals itself to us. And often that's not the case, though. It, it's often seen revealed in the Word of God. And it's often something that actually, if we just seek the Lord for, He will reveal to us. And, you know, if we're not careful, then we can have the attitude regarding the, water, uh, the, the will of God that it's impossible to find out. It's like it's so difficult to get to know. And by extension, maybe even then, then stop seeking because we're fearful of the uh, of the unknowns that's associated with it, and we start to focus in on the unknowns of the will of God. But we ought to pray for ourselves that way, that we would know, that we would have an understanding and a knowledge of the will of God. But certainly it's a good thing to pray for others also. You know, for those of you who are parents here tonight, that ought to be a, num uh, a major prayer of yours for your children, is that they would know the will of God that they would understand that the Lord will, will show them and that they would seek it out. And that ought to be something that we pray for one another. That ought to be something we pray for our young people as God brings them into our church and as we have stewardship over them and that we ought to pray for our young adults as they make those decisions about life partners and, and careers and calling and ambition and all of that, that God would reveal and give them a filling of the knowledge of the will of God in their lives. We ought to pray that. 
And it ought to be something that we pray for one another. And so I think it's a good thing, even with those that we don't know, that we would pray this way. Firstly, that, that they would just know that God's will is something that they can know. All right, notice there again, it says, that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will. So the word knowledge simply means learning, it's knowing facts and illumination of the mind. And so the will of God, we, we ought to pray this way for others, that they would know it. That they would simply know it. That, that, that there would be an illumination, a, a learning of that in their lives. And God's will is something that can be learned or known. It's based on what God shows us in His Word. It's based on what He reveals to us. And I can't help but think about all of these pastors and those who are working in ministry who will come to our meetings in the next couple of weeks. And they're going to sit in the, those pews they're sitting on and they're going to be coming here looking for answers from God. They're going to be coming here seeking for God's will. And uh, Brother Gus, who came earlier this year and presented the work there in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, uh, he, he's a good testimony about this. Remember, a couple of years ago, he was seeking the Lord's will as far as whether he was meant to pastor that church there on Philip, at Philip Bay. And he, he sat in those pews, and, and the Lord revealed to him and that, that it was to be as he looked at that, that thought of, feed my sheep. And there's going to be lots more during this, this coming time where they're just simply seeking to know what God wants them to do. And it, we would do them a service if we would already, in preparation to that, start to begin to pray, whether we know them or not, that God would just simply help them to know His will. You know, God's will is made known over time, and we understand that even in the, His, His, uh, His plan for Mankind, look at Ephesians chapter 1. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. And look there with me, and, and we understand that God's will is revealed over time. In verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. And he begins to expound on the, the mystery of, of Christ and the, uh, how he was going to bring about salvation. And, and he's saying in time, in the fullness of time, it was revealed. And so the, the knowing sometimes it's about God's timing. It's about God revealing it in His time. It's about God unraveling. And, and we would do, do others a great service if we would just pray that way. That we would pray that God would simply help them to know His will. And so then we understand that we would just also then pray related to that, that God will not only help them know it, but that God will reveal it to them. All right, notice that again. He uses that word filled with the knowledge of His will. And it brings to mind that thought of fullness, that at the appropriate time, at the appropriate uh, filling, that there's going to be a revealing. You know, the secret things belong unto the Lord thy God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us. So those things that God has already revealed about His will, God has already revealed plainly in, in the Scriptures what it is, and it's those things that, that belong to us, those things that He's revealed, but 
Along the way, God will reveal other things. And how God operates is what's revealed is going to lead to what's secret. If we would do those things that are revealed, then He's going to reveal those things that are secret in time. There's, there's an unraveling of the will of God. And, and that's why he says about them, these, this group that, that he's praying for here in Colossae, he says, I'm not going to cease to pray for you in regard to this. Why? Because Paul understood that over time, God's going to reveal his will for them. And so he understood that there was a fullness of that. He, 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 underst- he understood that, that as he was praying for them, that God might reveal a little bit. And that as he went along, as they, they followed through with the, the things that are revealed, then God will bring along the secret things. You know, oftentimes what we do in seeking His will is we obsess over the secret things. We obsess over what's unknown, but the Bible's very careful to tell us the secret things don't belong to us. They belong to God. But the things He's already shown us, that's what belongs to us. That's what we're responsible for. And so he's saying here that he's not ceasing to pray for them in this way, that they might be filled with the knowledge of his will. A filling takes time. It's it's a revealing over time. And and so it's important then, you know how God reveals it? Firstly, he reveals it through our surrender. Look at Romans chapter 12. We're going to turn to a few scriptures, so have your Bibles ready, please, tonight. Romans chapter 12, we know perhaps these verses, verses 1 and 2. Notice what he says about his perfect will. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So he's saying that all of that, you're you're to surrender, you're a living sacrifice. You know, many times the reason why we don't understand or we don't know or we just sort of guess at the will of God is firstly, we're not surrendered. Firstly, we're not surrendered to it. We're not not trusting in Him enough. And so we make up our own plans and we go along and we follow our own way. And yet what the Bible tells us is when we do that, it leads to destruction. And yet very clearly the Bible tells us that the way to know and the way God reveals His His will, His perfect will actually for our lives is that we would just be surrendered. And surrender is the thing that unlocks the secrets of life. And it's revealed in surrender. In, it's also revealed in this, look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It corresponds to this. Notice 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Look at verse 1. It says, Further that more than we, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus that as ye have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. So the context he's saying is live for God, to please Him. It says, for you know that the commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, notice this, even your sanctification. He's saying here the way God reveals His, His will is that we would just be sanctified. That we would go through the process where, whereby God is making us more like Him whereby God is making us more holy. He'll say to, to do this, abstain from fornication. He, he's saying this, then, then possess your vessels in sanctification, uh, not in the lust of concupiscence as the Gentiles which know not God. He's saying, don't be like the Gentiles who just go their own way. He's saying, he's saying they follow God's way of sanctification, of, of becoming more like Him. 
He says in verse 7, For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. And so sometimes when we, uh, w- 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 the way we ought to pray and how God would reveal is that, that God would just help those to follow after sanctification. That, that we would just follow through in His process of becoming more like Him. But then jump across to the next chapter, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, look at verse 18. He says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Here's the next way he reveals. He reveals through gratitude. You know, if you're not thankful for what you have now, you won't, be, you won't really care about what God has for you later. And he's saying, be thankful. He's saying, actually, part of what, how he reveals for us his will is that we would just show gratitude. That we would show thanksgiving to him. And, you know, when, when we pray, we, that ought to be paired with thanksgiving. And so we're to be a thankful people. And, and you know, sometimes when in, in the world that we live in, the society that we live in, we get a little spoiled. And I know all of us here would admit we don't have everything we want, but I'll, I'll hasten to guess that we have everything we need. And we ought to be grateful. We ought to be thankful for what He's already revealed. We ought to be thankful for what He's already done. We're to be thankful for those things, and it's revealed in gratitude. But really, when it comes down to it, notice the the last one. Look at 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. And notice verses 1 and 2. It says, For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he, should no longer, he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. He's saying here that the last way that, that really God reveals his will to us is that if we would just live spiritually. If we wouldn't, wouldn't live for the flesh, but would live for the spirit. That, that we would go through and, and understand that, that, that as, as Christ suffered in the flesh and armed, that we would arm ourselves likewise with the same mind, that we would subdue the flesh, that, that we would no longer live the rest of our lives in, in the lust of that. And he's saying if you do away with that, then what you're going to do is the opposite. You're going to live in the will of God. And many times, don't we, we sort of just, we, 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 we bend to the desires of our own flesh in our own selfish at times ambitions and we wonder why we can't seem to grasp the will of God and I want to tell you that we ought to pray that way that as, as God's revealing and whatever it is that maybe that they would just uh, surrender that they would be sanctified that they would show gratitude that they would live spiritually and so we see that God's will we ought to pray that it would be revealed but then notice again go back to Colossians chapter 1 Notice what he says, that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, the word wisdom here is defined as the right use or exercise of knowledge. So it's not just about knowing it, it's the use of it. Spiritual understanding is spiritual comprehension of one's present state and circumstance, understanding based on what God has revealed, understanding your circumstance. So here's what it is. We ought to also pray in regard to God's will that not only will it be known and revealed, 
but that simply it'll just be followed. You know, God doesn't reveal something to us if we're not going to follow it anyway. And God's will is something to follow. Pray that, that as God reveals it to those perhaps sitting here right now, perhaps those who will attend our leadership conference, perhaps each Sunday as we sit here together and, and, and rightly divide the Word of God and go through times where we're challenged about where we're at to where we, should, we ought to be, that there's not only a knowing of it, but there's a doing of it. God's will is to be followed. And we ought to pray that way. God's will is, is following and doing what we know is right to do. He, he says in 1 John 2.17, The world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And, and the will of God is to be done, not just known. You know, it's to be done in our generation. And we ought to pray that, that there's a, in this generation we would serve by the will of God. You know, following God is sometimes a destination. And Romans 1.10, making requests, if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. He's, he's saying, I'm surrendered to come to you if needed. It was a change of destination. And Romans 15.32, that I may come unto you with, the joy, with joy by the will of God and may with you be refreshed. He, his understanding was this, that there was a surrender to a change of destination at times. And, you know, often what the will of God is, it's just a direction. It's a, it's a directive, but it's a direction. And he's saying follow in, in, in what we know. We ought to follow God. We ought to follow with action, even in times of, of his revealing of destinations. It's a calling. 1 Corinthians 1.1, 1, 1, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. The only reason Paul was had that calling was it was God's will. And he's saying that perhaps there's a revealing, there's a knowing, but then there's a doing and a following after that calling. And then really that we would follow God with our hearts. Ephesians 6.6, 6, not with eye service as men pleases, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from thine heart. And that we would follow with all of our hearts. You know, the, the doing of it is, is, just, is important. It's not just knowing it, not the fact that it's God's going to reveal it, but that we would follow it. And many times, maybe God won't even reveal it because He knows you and He knows me. We're not going to follow through anyway. And, and you know what it comes down to in the beginning? We said it. It starts with surrender. And would we pray that there would be just a, a, a sense of surrender in the congregation? That there would be surrender to the will of God, that there would be a surrendering to, not to our own will, but His will. Let's pray. Father, thank You, Lord, for the time. Again, thank You, Lord, for the opportunity, dear God, that we can call out to You tonight for, Lord, the need of others. And Father, again, there are times where we don't quite know, Lord, exactly what to pray. But I pray that we would take heed to Scripture tonight and, and pray for others, that they would be filled with the knowledge of God in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Father, I think of those that will come who are seeking, Lord, who not only want a time of refreshing, but, Lord, really, they're seeking for an answer. They're seeking, Lord God, for you to reveal your will. And I do pray, dear God, that you would help them to know it, but then, Lord, give them the strength and the grace to follow through with it. And help us to be that way, dear God, in our daily lives. Help us to be surrendered to you. And, Lord, help us as we 
into this time of prayer that we would seek you with all of our hearts. And we pray and ask these things in Christ's most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen.